All right, hello, idiots on parade, the too ugly for TV podcast. We mock the news so you don't have to. Hello, Jake. How's it going? That is Jake Vever, stand-up comedian in New York City. I am Nathan Timmel, stand-up comedian in Iowa City. And Jake, you can't tell by looking at me, I don't think, but I got a nose full of Vaseline right now. We well, are, there you go. It's yeah. a sexual thing or what? That's uh, a winter thing where sometimes you just blow your nose and you're like, oh, blood, because it just dries out so much in winter that for no reason you get a bloody nose and it looks like you're Eric Clapton at the peak of his cocaine use. So you take there a little, you, go, uh, you take your finger and you just little, little thin, and then you just uh, go up there and now it just feels really weird for me. But yeah, I got a nose full of Vaseline to keep it from bleeding. Well, if you're going full Clapton, keep the kids indoors. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> he the kid was indoors i that was a horrible joke you just made but i topped it by saying he he, he started out yeah yeah that oh we're gonna get canceled for that one hopefully there we it's go. just you there we go all right let's jump in um we're gonna end on something positive so let's and let's begin with light news um oh let's just jump in right here i'm gonna put this picture up on youtube watch this 27 year age gap couple recount an awkward AF moment they had at the Christmas tree lot. Uh, so they say they went to buy a Christmas tree, and the Christmas tree guy turned to the guy that is 27, year old, 27 years older than his boyfriend and said, oh, is your dad paying for this? And somehow they say that's awkward. Dude, every interaction they have with the public, when you look at this picture, it's a father-son relationship. Every interaction will be a, quote, awkward one because your fucking relationship is awkward. Well, yeah, and you look at the picture, and sometimes a 27-year-old uh, age gap, a lot of times we're used to seeing that with, like, Hollywood guys, you know? Yeah. But they're, like, they've aged really well. They, they were, like, you know, A-list Hollywood Actor, what well, still are, but you, you know they, they were like the super good looking Brad Pitt type. So like, Costner you know, just, just just got divorced. Costner had like a twenty year age gap, a divorce in there. When when he, yeah, right, and, yeah. But you look at it and you're like, yeah, but that guy aged super well, so you can tell. No, that dude looks like a fifty seven year old man with a twenty something. You know, and oh, the boy looks like he's fifteen. He, oh, he yeah, I guess yeah. they say he looks young, but he's also like. I, I guess, and I can't. I, I as a as a as a cisgender white male, who who is always wrong because cisgender white males are always wrong. I, I'm not trying to, to to bag on the gay community, but is this sort of okay? I know they did that movie a couple of years ago with the 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 cannibal. Um, well, yeah, Army dude. If they're, if they're both consenting adults, who gives a shit? Let them fuck a yeah, ninety year old. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. But I'm not. I'm not saying. It's, I'm saying. I'm not saying we should condemn them. I'm saying. Everyone makes a fuss of it when when it's like when there's a when there's an older guy and a younger woman. Everybody like eh, but they say it's gross. If it's an older woman, they call her a cougar, and it's kind of cool. Is this like acceptable? I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying, look in the fucking mirror. You should know people are gonna think that's your dad. You you can't pretend this is a surprise where you're like, how did he ever? How dare he think that this was my dad? You look like fucking father and son. That's all there is to it. Well, if you're I, I both happy. Think, no one should care. I I'm didn't mention the article that the guy was pissed off about it. I think he, I think he gets where the mistake happened, right? Yeah, I'm the headline is the awkward as fuck. It's not awkward. It's going to be every interaction you have. I, I'm just going off the headline. I get it. Like if, 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 they, if anything, it would be. It, I think it's more awkward if they if they just peg it for what it is right away. Because that means that means that guy assumes every actual father and son are fucking each other. 
Every action, that means all day long, there's been fathers and sons cutting down Christmas trees. And he's like, sir, would you and your cub like this, uh, uh, you and your otter or whatever, like this wrapped up or, you know, and so, yeah, I mean, they're going to assume that, right? Right. I, I guess this is a Hollywood thing. I, I forgot, uh, I've read this, but then I completely forgot it. The the couple started dating after LaBelle. Um, I guess uh, Stanley, Stanley, which one is the younger? Either way, one of them was on Survivor. And then the younger one uh, got a crush on him and reached out to him in the slid into his DMs, as the kids say. And, and that's how they met, is, is one of them was on Survivor, which I didn't know was still on TV, but... Yeah, so that that's also awkward. Like, if if a young woman, we have, we just went through this with the Me Too movement. If if whenever like one of those creepy comedians like Chris D'Elia uh, starts going after young girls, oh, it's grooming, it's horrible. Is this not grooming? I mean, I, I guess D'Elia was going teenage. Well, no, so that's he's gross he's in wrong. his twenties. Who gives a fuck? Let him, and, uh, like I said, let him bang a ninety-year-old. It's as long as they're two consenting adults, it doesn't really matter, you know. Yeah, I agree. I don't disagree. I just. You, you got to expect this is going to be. I, your comment was the best. The, if anybody just looks at them and goes, oh, what a nice couple, that would be awkward without assuming father, son first. That, that means they assume that every parent and child are a couple that's fucking throughout the entire day. <laughs> that's just wrong. All right, moving on. Hey, uh, this, this is interesting. We, we, we've we've uh, done stories sort of like this. Megan Kelly calls for Taylor Swift boycott after she attends Gaza fundraiser comedy show. Quote, you, you clearly know nothing. Um, did, you, did you read this one? I, I did. I, that's a good move, Megan Kelly, going after the hugest uh, uh, megastar in the universe right now. I'm sure that's going to, I don't know, well, ingratiate you to a broad audience. My take on it is when you click on it, it's it's a charity fundraiser for who? The people of Gaza. The people that are, are right. you know, everyone's saying, oh my goodness, we've got to separate uh, the Palestinians from Hamas. Everyone is saying that. And so she goes to a comedy fundraiser to raise money for innocent people. And Megyn Kelly is trying to say, it's not Hamas. She did not go to a free Palestine from the river to the sea she went to take care of civilians. I, I do not understand what the issue is. I thought the whole point was that nobody should conflate or confuse or, or cross-section the Palestinians with Hamas. And so that's what Taylor Swift did is she did not confuse. She said, I'm going to a charity fundraiser. And Megyn Kelly's trying to say, no, you, you can't do that. You know nothing. Who, who knows nothing here? Well, yeah, that one's it's it's clearly to help the civilians, and you know, however you come down on that thing politically, I mean, helping civilians on either side's a good thing. So I don't see what the fucking problem is, but but Megyn Kelly's kind of like on the on the right, so she's got to basically do the thing where, um, you know, where all of Palestine equals Hamas, and and you know, I I would say on on the flip side of that. Uh, uh, a lot of people on the far left like to pretend that Palestine and Hamas are completely unrelated, you know, and it's like, well, I mean, that's not really true either, but, um, you know, of course they should be doing everything they can to help the civilians. I mean, it's a humanitarian crisis, so. Yeah, oh, I mean, she does try and justify by saying that uh, they're taking money that the international forces are designating to help the suffering people of Gaza, and Hamas is using it to create more weapons. Look, there, there's grift in any situation. 
I am sure that if you give lump sum money to any foundation, Hamas is going to try and find a way to take a bunch of it. I mean, it goes back to every, I mean, that was the, the argument in Ethiopia and in Sudan that anytime you, you donate or try and give food, the warlords just take it. Well, well, yeah, and I mean, but I, I don't think that's fair to put that on the people donating. Now, it is a fair point to be like, well, I don't want to donate to charities that uh, go to Palestine because, as you said, Hamas will take that and kind of use it yeah. for its own own gain. A lot of the time, there it's a theocracy that's kind of running that place, and it's being it's being run by a, a, basically a, at least the Gaza portion by the by a terrorist organization. You know, so I, I get going. Hey, it's not going to help now. Um, what I don't get is criticizing people that are are trying to donate and kind of get get through some of that I, I, because yeah I mean Hamas look they they do use like the water pipes to make rockets and shit so it's like I I get why somebody wouldn't want to donate but they don't do that in other places they don't go oh you donated money to some country in Africa you're helping warlords you're pro warlord. Yeah. You're pro this. Uh, I, I don't know what whatever child soldier general is uh, is in the Congo right now. You're pro that guy because you you, you fucking donated to I don't know Children's International or or, or whatever. I, I I had a point and I lost it. You said something and I went ooh ooh <clears throat> and just completely shit out my brain. The the idea that. Um, no, I lost it. Fuck. I, I was all excited for half a second when I went, ooh, I've got to make a point. I was there. excited when you said you had one, but now it's gone. And uh, I've, I, you've disappointed me and you've disappointed the listeners, sir. I've disappointed everyone, just like I dis my, disappoint my wife in bed. Ooh, wait, what? There you go. There you go. I, I guess um, I, it was something to do with now if, oh, I know what it is. What Megyn Kelly is trying to I had do. faith in you the whole time. Yes. What Megyn Kelly's trying to do is 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 combine or confuse the idea of, hey, I'm going to a comedy fundraiser for the people of Gaza with these students who are signing letters saying that, uh, you know, oh, Palestine is in the right. All, all the the pro-Palestine anti-Israel protests where the instant you because it happened, uh, we've seen several celebrities tweet uh, this is horrible for everybody. We can't confuse the government with Israel of Israel with the people of Israel. We can't confuse the Palestinians sure. with Hamas, and that's too far a throw. What she's trying to do is say that by going to a comedy show that's going to give the money to to a charity organization, it's exactly like signing one of those letters at Harvard from the, from students that say Israel shouldn't exist or this is all Israel's fault. It's you can't. Not everything is a ten. It's exactly like when Harvey Weinstein was a horrible piece of shit rapist and matt damon says well we shouldn't confuse harvey weinstein with al franken and everybody yells at at matt damon for that that's what megan kellen is kelly is doing is just yelling over nothing and trying to turn it into what actual anti-semites are doing right yeah i mean it I mean, look, she's Megyn Kelly, man. She's got to go after anybody who's who's kind of doing anything pro-Palestine. So, well, I mean, she's got to go after anybody to, to stay relevant in the anger. That's world. her lane. Yeah, I mean, and 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 Taylor Swift's the the biggest fish out there. So she's like, I'm Taylor Swift is my way whale. You're a liberal cuck, Taylor. Ah, and she's she's going Ahab on her. Yeah. All right, what story next? Well, let's do this. Oh, because this is something you brought up. This is let's just stay in this this arena. Swallowing a burp. How American citizens are leading the rise of settler violence on Palestinian lands. You talked about this. This article says that 
over there, as you said, generally people try and get along, but then you get the... It's like the game Settlers of Catan if you hate Muslims. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Exp tell it again. Like you said before, <clears throat> you, you talk, it's, it's Western uh, uh, people going over there and saying, fuck you, I'm going into this uh, land, I'm creating a settlement where it doesn't, where nobody wants it, and just stirring the goddamn pot. And this, it, are, they say, it's fucking U.S. extremist settlers. I was talking to an Israeli comic uh, like years ago. You know, just, I, I don't know, like a group of comics who were just kind of hanging out after a show and uh, um, somehow somebody mentioned something about the settlers and and there wasn't anybody there that was Palestinian or, or Muslim. So she, like she wasn't saying this to, I don't know, just pander or whatever. Get brownie um, points. She just goes, she just goes uh, fuck the settlers. You, you know, and I mean, she like grew up in I Israel. You, you know, like she's full on Israeli and I'm like, Wow, really? I thought they were. I thought they were Israeli. She's like, no, we don't. We don't like the settlers. Most of us. <laughs> I was like, really? And she goes, yeah. For one thing, most of them aren't Israeli. They're they 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 grew up in Brooklyn, and they're they're coming back here now to to go to these small towns where they they don't want them, and they're they're pissing people off. The way she broke it down, and she wasn't even breaking it down on behalf of like the Palestinians who live there. I mean, she. She was saying, like, yeah, it's fucking shitty for them, too. But she was just saying, like, on half of Israelis, like, you're fucking us over. Because yeah. it, it, it's, she's like, okay, look, like, there's, there's Tel Aviv, which is fucking awesome. If you're Jewish, great place to be, you know? If you're going to go to Israel, go there. It rocks, you know? Uh, uh, good economy, good nightlife, good restaurants, bars, all of that. You know, you can do what you want there. It's it's a pretty, pretty good place. Now, um, instead of going there, what these guys are doing is they're going to these small shitty towns um, where there's nothing for them and they're not Jewish run. And, you know, it's, it's, it's people who don't want them there. The only, there's nothing good to do there. The only thing to do in these small towns is to piss off Muslims and it works every time. And so they're going out there pissing them off and, and then every now and then rockets fucking fly back at Tel Aviv and then those guys turn and go, huh? Fucking Palestinians are nuts, right? It's like, maybe we'll quit fucking with them, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you guys are maybe you guys are stirring the shit and, and you're getting us fucking lit up. It's, it's bullshit. It, it would be like if um so I moved from Iowa to New York. It would be like if me and a bunch of other people from Iowa went, you know what? I think New Jersey should be New York. It used to be New York back in the 17, whatever the fucks. And then we went and just started forcing people out of their houses in small towns in New Jersey and just putting New York flags on their houses. We, we reclaim this for New York, you know, and, and towns where there's nothing good, you know, like there's it's just shitty little towns New in New Jersey. There's nothing good there. And so and, and then and then uh, every now and then uh, some some New Jersey extremist jumps on the path train with a fucking suicide vest. And I get to go back and be like, look, I'm pro New York. New York's big. No, you should have fucking stayed here, man. Could have hung out in Chelsea. But instead, you pissed off a bunch of people from New Jersey and they're fucking launching rockets across the Hudson at us because of what the fuck you did. And she was like, look, it's, it's, they're just making a complicated situation worse. So fuck them. And that's in what this, this whole article is that American citizens have been at the forefront of the rise yeah. in settler violence. It doesn't say Isra Israelis are leaving Tel Aviv and pushing out. It's people from U.S. get all fucking fired up. Many of the estimated 60,000 Americans living in the West Bank outside of occupied East Jerusalem moved to settlements for the lifestyle and have little to do with the Palestinians on whose land they live. But a core of ideologically driven U.S. citizens were at the forefront of building religious settlements on land. I just, yeah, it's everything you just said. 
and, and it's it's needless. It's it's always the 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 angry extremists on any fucking side, and then everyone in the middle pays the price. Well, yeah, because basically the the people that are moving over there to be the settlers, their mindset is like this was once a Jewish land back in the day days of 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 David in the kingdom of David. You know, like in the Alexander the Great years, and it's like, yeah. hey, dummy, you know what else? has changed in terms of world maps since the days of Alexander the Great. Try fucking all of them. What are you talking about? You know, who's to who's to say which year is the official year that, you know, this land um, should go back to? I, I don't know. Maybe we should give it back to the Romans. Maybe it's Italian. Maybe we should give it back to Julius Caesar and 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 therefore back to Italy. It's give unto Caesar. It was uh, you know Caesar's you know, one. I, so. I, I got to interrupt you because fuck you. Fuck you. It goes to Genghis Khan. Fuck you and your Roman Caesar. Oh, I yeah. am Team Genghis Khan and his empire. Genghis. That's what I say. Genghis killed the most people. He should get it. Yeah, he did. He, he wanted it the most. He fucking he put the elbow grease in. He killed anywhere between some historians estimate 30, some historians estimate 70. As a Genghis Khan apologist, I think 70 is way too high. I think 70 million is too many. Uh, uh, it's, it's a made-up number. It's a hoax. He was doing nothing the wrong. The media is always shitting on Genghis is all I'm saying. He, he, all he wanted to do was make the world a peaceful place, and the only way he could do that is to control the world. So you got to put it, you got to put in the effort, you got to take over the world in order to control it and make it peaceful. Pro Genghis Khan, you heard it on this podcast, Routine Genghis. The world was a, was a terrible, violent place before him because there was 30 to 70 mil, two mil, uh, uh, million too many people. 30 to 70 million, too many people. He, he rectified that problem, you yeah. know, and then it was great. So I don't know why everyone shits on him. Nope, he's a good dude. All right, Jake, you were a member of the U.S. military. How often is uh, U.S. intelligence correct? Because according to this report, Russia has lost 87% of the troops it had prior to the start of the Ukraine war, according to U.S. intelligence assessment. Now, we have seen... Uh, last year, there was a conscription. Uh, he hasn't brought it back, but he said, all right, if you are a male of this age, get on over because you're, you're joining. And there was a mass exodus from Russia of right. males. And he also pulled the whole, uh, all right, hey, prisoners, guess what? If you want to reduce your sentence, come uh, fight for us. And uh, then if they didn't volunteer, it's like, all right, guess what, prisoners? Uh, even if you don't want to reduce your sentence, you're fighting for us. I mean, they are burning through conscripts. Uh, what uh, how, do you think the... It's even accurate. Like military intelligence always gets shit wrong. Yeah. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's that um, uh, Russia is dying to give us accurate uh, numbers and statistics about their military while we're actively at war with them. Like, no, no. I, you know, and, and we have a vested interest in, in making this number really high. So it, it you know, what's not in this number. And you, you kind of touched on it. Um, yeah. Maybe the actual count of like, you, you know, here's, the divisions and the soldiers that were in it, like maybe that's gone down a lot, but they've recruited more people. So yeah, they've been replaced. Because it, yeah. it says right in the, in the thing, um, prior to the start of the Ukraine war. Well, yeah, if, if I have a gallon of water in the refrigerator and I drink a glass of water, uh-oh, that glass of water is gone. I drank it. Doesn't mean there's not more. Right. It doesn't mean you're dying of thirst now. Yeah. Well, these people are dying, so I guess that's not a great analogy. But <laughs> well, they're dying, but they're being replaced with more and more replaced. people to die. Uh, look at Russia on the map. There's a lot of people there. 
they got they got a lot of people to to, to draw from. So I yeah it, it I it's not going to end anytime soon because Russia is a massive fucking country. Ukraine's a pretty big country too. That's yeah. the thing is 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 we look at it like it's this small country because it's small only compared to Russia. That's the only country that it's fucking small next to. Uh, it's pretty goddamn big, and so there's a lot of people there. Let me check out population of Ukraine. Let well, me. And also, at uh, the same time, I do not know, and it, this could be my own ignorance. I do not know. I have not heard many reports of people flocking to Russia to fight for Russia. However, there are people aplenty going to Ukraine to put in time fighting for Ukraine. It's sort of not drawing tens of thousands, but it's it's drawing a few, you know. They hire mercs. Uh, it, 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 that's who people want to fight for, for the most part. Yeah, the only people that I saw on the news going to fight Russia that aren't from there, there was a small group of uh, Jewish Israeli settlers from Brooklyn. It was weird. I'm like, why are you fighting for Russia here? Like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, what? I, this part of Russia was Jewish 10,000 years ago. And, and so they're back. just kind of like. Yeah, they're just taking it back for old Dave. They're like, this is a kingdom of Dave, dude. I, I'm doing this for Dave. And now they're just they're just out there forcing people out of their homes, man. Well, according uh, 43. to forty three point seventy nine million uh people in, in Ukraine. This is estimated. Yeah. Since the start of the invasion, Russia has announced plans to increase the size of the armed forces to one point five million. So they're talking about increasing it even as they're losing. I'm not saying that the, the Russian people are happy about it, but they are available, and there's that whole, like, Vietnam flee to Canada. I don't know where they're going, but, yeah, they're they're either going to be conscripted or they're going to flee. So this is going to go on for a while. You can you can make a really neat headline that says, ooh, everybody's dying. Yeah, I mean, replaced. Russia's got 143 million people. Now, these these are statistics from 2021, but either way. How many of those so, are fighting-age males? You know? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, plenty, you know, yeah. I mean, out of 143 million, you know, you got to think, I don't know what, like, uh, I don't know, quarter of them, even if it's 10%, that's 43 million fucking people, you know, yeah. so. All right. Well, let's start talking about one of our or, favorite. My math people. is off. I did uh, 14 million is 10%. I, I, I can't do numbers. This anyway. is a comedy podcast, not a math com yeah, podcast. Fuck yeah. We don't do fuck math. math podcast, dude. All right. Last week, you made some great points that made me laugh that uh, when it comes to, to Twitter, uh, Elon Musk, all he has to do is not put like Disney is saying, hey, could you not put our ads right next to the hate speech? And Elon Musk is giving twin metal bridge too far. Woke horse shit. Yeah. Well, uh, he's doubling down. Not only did he I, these two stories came back to back. Not only did he reinstate alex jones on twitter but then he had a live chat with alex jones uh vivek ramaswamy and andrew tate i mean you gotta god bless elon musk i mean he it's like he is he is literally playing blackjack he has 21 showing and he's saying hit me and that he's getting mad at the advertisers for for you know for when he goes bust it is amazing and beautiful and and god bless him for standing his ground it's great I mean, yeah, you got to I, I I just feel bad for the people that work at Twitter. You know what I mean? And have been there for a while because it's like, dude, we were with this successful company and then it got bought out by the richest man on the fucking planet just so he could run it into the ground and getting get in fucking pissing contests with that. 
advertisers. I, I'd be I'd be irate if I worked at Twitter and this is the bullshit he's doing, you know? Now how many people Fucking still irate. work there that are like Twitter loyalists though? Because you remember when he came in there was the big purge and they got rid of fifty percent. There of the was, man, but there's still plenty of people there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's there are but rid of all of them. And even then, so you get you get hired right after. You don't think that like like let's say let's say you get hired two months after he starts. You don't think a year from now he's gonna be he's gonna be chatting it up with Alex Jones and Andrew Tate just to go tell Disney to go fuck themselves. Like it's not you know I this will really annoy those cucks over at Disney. How's it going, Alex? You know like that's that's the hill that you're dying on. That's the hill that my fucking salary. Is 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 gonna is gonna take a bullet on like is is so you can chat with Alex Jones and make liberals clutch their pearls. That's that's the fucking great cause that I'm I'm now gonna have to look for a new job because of. And my my favorite part of all this is you'd think and I think we talked about this in passing. I don't remember. You would think it would be so easy for Twitter 2.0 to come along and just say, "Hey, come over here. We we won't be this piece of shit," and yet. Uh, when when Zuckerberg did it with Facebook with his what's it called Threads I I think I forget Threads yeah yeah the Instagram it. one but he you know you talk about a guy with the money Zuckerberg has it and he launches his Twitter alternative and it's like ooh users and then crash nobody uses it like everybody signs up and then it just sort of fades well part of the reason Twitter is appealing to people is because that's kind of where everybody is from both sides of the aisle. And if you're posting all kinds of political stuff on there, you want to be able to argue, you know? Yeah, they like, so they you, like conflict. People like right. conflict for some reason. That's why political stuff on threads doesn't work. Political stuff on truth social doesn't work. Is because you only have one side of the fence to go, yeah, you're right. Fuck those other guys that aren't here. You know, it's just at a certain point. You just go, what the hell? Plus, Twitter also has plenty of people that don't give a fuck about this, and they're just on there posting about sports or whatever. So it's like you also have access to all those people as well. Whereas if, if your main thing is posting about sports, and you go, did you know that Elon Musk is going to let this guy and that guy and that guy? How does that affect me posting about the Jets? Not at all? Cool that I'm staying. I mean, that's just the way it's going to go. Uh, did you hear the the audio of Vivek Ramaswamy taking a piss on a hot mic on that thing? No, but I read about it. It was a perfect naked Fucking gun great. moment. I was Googling right now um, how many. Dude, I, that's exactly my first thoughts when I was listening to it. It was totally Leslie Nielsen in Naked Gun. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, if, if anybody at these Republican debates doesn't mention this, then they're way dropping the ball because it is hilarious and it is humiliating. They've got to do a Frank Drebin. I'm going to Google it. They've got to do a Frank Drebin reference is what they have yeah. to say. They have to call him Frank Drebin. Yeah. Yeah. It's they got to make that. They got to they can make a reference to it. That can't be the main joke because unfortunately it's dated. You know, I don't think anybody younger than us is going to get the reference, but they should at least make some reference to it. They should they should definitely make fun of him for the pissing incident. Um, and a small reference to, you know, I naked I uh we've talked about this i think i was on an episode of the the um blind date and even i back back in i knew to turn my mic off between takes and they would get pissed they'd come over to me and say hey, there's something wrong with your mic and i'm like no i'm just talking to her and i don't want you fucking recording it 
and that made them unhappy. Yep. I mean, this is well before yep. the Donald Trump grabbing by the pussy tape. I knew to reach down and just go click and make sure that red light was off before talking because I did not want any of that shit recorded. It's amazing that people that supposed that are supposed to know better don't do that. Yep. Uh, uh, Twitter has lost is it has lost and by next year projected to lose five percent of its users from three hundred and sixty eight million monthly active users down to three hundred and thirty five million by uh, next by the start of next year. Well, we did learn on that hot mic that uh, like Trump does not grab women by the pussies, but he is well hydrated. That is what we learned. That's good. This 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 the next story says that uh, it's lost approximately thirteen percent of its users. So. The numbers are all over the place. We're probably getting them from American intelligence, and, and they're getting them from Russia. You know, like if you would have asked me uh, before this whole debacle with Elon Musk and Twitter, hey Jake, what do you think would be more difficult: running a an electric car company, running a rocket ship company, or running a social media app? I'd be like, what, dude? Those first two all day. Those first two sound way harder. And yes, anybody that can do those first two is gonna, it's gonna be nothing running this social media app. It's gonna be fucking easy. He's gonna have it running so much better. Or even better, I'll take you one further. What is more difficult? Um, running a, a, car, a car company that you, I don't wanna say you built from the ground up, but you were there. You know, I think he took over uh, a rocket company that, you know, you had to, to, or, just taking over a, a company that's already running smoothly and nothing's going wrong, and all you have yeah. to do is just sort of you sort of you, you do the Indiana Jones switch figureheads. That's all you have to do. Yeah. On on the way out, Tim Cook was like, "Gar or whoever was that?" Tim, not Tim Cook's Apple. Steve Jobs left. Tim Cook, Cook stepped in. Nothing changed. Apple just continued yeah. going up. No, who was the guy that owned Twitter before that? Oh, uh, uh, the guy with the beard and only yeah. eats one meal a day. Guy with the beard. Yeah. Well, so the, the guy with the beard left, and he was like, listen, Elon, this is going to be – so we've had it sailing pretty smooth for years. Um, only thing is you just can't put the Disney ads next to swastikas. Uh, that's Patrick the only Dorsey. thing you got to do. And he was like, he was like, not bridge too far. Bridge too far. <laughs> this Disney ad's going right next to this swastika. Yep. Patrick Dorsey. Yep. All right. Dorsey. That's right. Let's go on on a nice note. We, can, well, we, we got time for one quick one. Uh, as fury erupts over campus anti-Semitism, conservatives seize the moment. Did you watch the clips of these three presidents of the universities discussing free speech and being asked, is it uh, against co college policy or whatever to call for the extermination of Jews? And right, like, well, yeah. It would have to depend on the circumstance in which they're calling for the genocide. of the That's, that's why trips, I, I will say they sounded like shit for sure. Oh, I it, will it say fucking this, is, like shit this is where 30 second and two minute clips can get you in trouble because before that they had been discussing the, the, the phrase from the river to the sea and does, well, what does that mean? Does that just mean, Hey, don't oppress Palestinians or does it mean, Hey, uh, a wipe out Jewish people? Because there's some people that claim it means both of those things or something in between or, or yeah. whatever. Right. So that, that was kind of what the debate was on. And then the, like well, at least Stefanik and some of these other people were basically saying, "Well, I'm saying it means genocide of Jewish people." So, with that in mind, you know what I mean. And then yeah, they yeah, would yeah. kind of ask him again. So, and so that said, and you have to know that we live in a clip world. And if somebody flat out asks you, you know, "Hey, um, do you think it's okay to say that you want to?" 
exterminate this group or that group or blah 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 blah. You, you just say no. Yeah. And then and then you but you, you you unfortunately have to do it every time because you know that's what they're trying to do to you. You know that's what they're trying to do. It, if if for example, um, I had a, 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 a I was like one of those southern red states that has like I I, I don't know like a, a street named after a Civil War guy. You know, and it's like well. Uh, you're going to say that it doesn't have anything to do with slavery if you're pro that street name, you know? So right. if someone's grilling you and goes, so do you think that it's okay, like slavery is good? You have to, you say no, you, you know what I mean? You can go, no, but he also did other things and it was about tariffs. Yeah, but you, you bring it back to that because that's what you're there to do. But you always have to say no when they throw that shit right at you. If you don't, you're definitely too dumb to or run a fucking university. Here's the thing. I, I think... They were so bad at answering these questions. I'm way more concerned about um, their their abilities, their inabilities to lie properly, than I am about anti-Semitism. Like you should be able to bullshit at least Stefanik for a few yeah. fucking minutes. Otherwise, yeah. hey, you're running an Ivy League school. You lie to people all the time. Saturday Night Live used it as their cold open, and I I, I was really disappointed. I'm like, here you have comedic gold, and they kind of dropped the ball. But there was one moment where the woman playing uh, Stefanik said, I can't believe how good you're making me look, or you, you have no idea how difficult it is to make me look good and you're doing it. I'm like, yes, that's the line right there. You are somehow making her look good. And if, if you can't bullshit your way through that, you should not be in charge of, of anything. Because No, no. And I mean, it's, it's just the, the sheer hypocrisy of it where they're like, Oh, this is a free speech thing, though. It's like, yeah, but you know goddamn well if it was, you know, if this was a group of... of Everyone's saying transgender. If it was transgender, you'd be like, oh, no, you cannot say anything bad about them. Yeah. Oh, it froze. Yeah, yeah, we oh, both sorry, froze. sorry, it froze on. Okay, yeah, but if, that's the thing. If, if, if it was certain things, you'd, you'd freak out. If this was a, a, a group of conservatives... Uh, 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 yelling anti-Semitic shit. You you would shut that shit down the second it fucking started. It would they it would it's kind of funny, man, because a lot of a lot of the the news on the left, while actively ignoring anti-Semitism in a lot of these like college protests and things like that. And, and again, you can very much criticize the Israeli government without being anti-Semitic. Like I'm not yes. like I'm not Megan Kelly on this one by any means. Um, most of the Jewish people I know here are Netanyahu fans either. So I, you know, you can definitely uh, say a lot of bad things about Netanyahu, the Israeli government without being anti-Semitic. That said, there is a lot of anti straight up on the nose, hundred uh, percent uh, genuine anti-semitism going on in these protests when and they're actively on the ignoring that supposed to be anti-semitic because that that's that's a stereotype right there my my anti-semitic friend who's who's anti-semitic you with your on the nose comment the jewish nose stereotype how dare you right how dare you <laughs> and it's it's a, it's a damn big one to be right on the nose of uh, anyway i uh but but no it there so there's actual anti-semitism they're going out of their way to ignore while at the same time they're going did you hear trump said the word vermin in a speech yeah hitler used to say that while talking about jewish people he's being anti-semitic well was he talking about jewish people when he said it no okay well then it's kind of different and it's, it's really weird to try to directly tie that to anti-semitism while actively ignoring anti-semitism uh uh that's, that's coming from the left yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just it's wildly hypocritical 
the way that the media has been covering it and the way that these uh, college professors have been dealing with it. And, and again, I think I would be a little bit bo less bothered by by them and their stances on this shit if um, if I thought they were at all if if they were applying the same standards of free speech to any group. But, you know, they're not. So, yeah. All right, we got to go. Uh, last story. Luke Combs found out that his legal team sued on his behalf, took advantage of a poor woman who was just trying to raise some money, and he stepped up to, he's, he's going to raise money for her and give her money, so I think that's fantastic. We don't have time to talk about it, but props to Luke Combs for uh, figuring out what his legal team was doing behind his back. And I get it, his legal team, just they see a copyright issue and they just go after it, but when it gets to the top, good for him for stepping up. Find Jake online, at Jake Vevra on all the socials, I am at NathanTimmel.com, and I have a t-shirt store that's open. You just go to my website, and it's right there. It says Shop the T-Shirt Store. You can go buy uh, funny, wacky t-shirts. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Chicago's Comedy Scene Radio Network, and we'll be here next week. Taylor Swift wrote a song for Al-Qaeda. <laughs>